and I'm a mama. I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. I'm a fisherman out here, not not using any kind of fish finder. You don't you don't want one. You don't, don't want to get interest, one. Don't have any. I, I'm a man of the sea. And don't have any interest in fish finders. <laughs> yeah, I guess that means you're a real fisherman. Real fishermen don't use fish finders. Okay, you don't need a fish finder if you're a real fisher. <laughs> You just use your eyes and your butt somehow. You, you get just, in the water. <laughs> just sense it with your eyes and your bare ass. <laughs> this is Mama Needs a Movie. Uh, there's a lot of butt in this movie we're talking about today. There is a lot of butt. Uh, this is a, a maybe a, perhaps a good opportunity. This episode is a good opportunity to explain. What do you think? This is a pop pop quiz hot shot. What do you think this show is about? Mama needs a movie. How would you describe it if you? Because we never really came up with like, it's a show about blah 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 blah. Like, what do you? The think elevator a, pitch. Yes, I think what this yeah. show is about is uh, movies through the through the lens of uh, it is a way of. Uh, Getting through life. <laughs> okay. okay. Like instead of saying mama needs a drink or mama needs a break, the phrase mama needs a movie is like, how do I go, okay, I can't do lots of destructive things. Um, mm-hmm. So I should do something that's not destructive, that's an interesting art form, but it is relaxing and it satisfies some of the Sometimes some of the zoning out and sometimes some of the learning of hard emotional truths. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is. That's a good pitch. I like it. I like it. That is a good pitch. And it's it's a very, it's very good. It's a very good deal. <laughs> but I think that's what you get out of it. A lot of, of people what... are saying this is a good show, by the way. <laughs> are they? <laughs> That guy is. <laughs> Ever since uh, James Austin Johnson unlocked the impression, everyone, every chump can kind of do a Trump now, you know, by just by going like, hey, hey, yeah, people think this is good. You know what? That um, just makes me think of the the Dune documentary with the Giger talking about his designs. Oh, that's it's true. It's like yes. the same voice. He does sound. Yeah, Giger's <laughs> Giger. Would you like see him? You're like, oh, that's a scary looking guy. And then and then he and then his, he starts talking and he's like, and then when we did the design for Alien, <laughs> you're like, ah. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You're terrifying. He's yeah, like, <laughs> but I think that for you and for me both, it's like, okay, I need to just. I need just a moment and we both go to movies. So mm. even though I'm changed by being a parent, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's all life, all life changes us. And so I think it's, I think that's what the common thing is for both of us is. Yes. And the right? common thing perhaps for our guests, because I think that sometimes people do see, people see the name of the show and they're like, what is this? Is this, is this what, what does this show mean? You know, and so it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. to. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, well, I, I like I like it to be confusing so no one can find it or understand it. <laughs> you know, it's exclusive. <laughs> but I like the title. This It's a much better title. of uh, Our show be- has a better title than if we were like film, film crush, film slam. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I don't know, we should have called it Pim Slam. <laughs> C- cinema junk. <laughs> well, I like it because okay. you can abbreviate it to Mnom, which yes. just which you know is going to take over. Sounds uh, very suspicious. The internet. Yes, <laughs> so, that's uh, that sounds like your <laughs> your aunt is into Mnom. What? <laughs> yeah, she's into Mnom ever since you know that she got that junk email. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. A girl can dream. All right, let's get to our guest here. 
our guest is a is very very funny and there's just not a, you know there's writers that are good at this and that and they you go well they're they're really strong in this department and they're strong in that department or whatever today's today's guest is a writer who who what i could say is that when when he writes words they're funny words that's it there's no <laughs> it's not like it's a big <laughs> magic trick Dude, it's like so and so is good with story, or so and so blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah. It's just, well, actually, some some writers just just the words they type are funny. Uh, our guest with uh, with his collaborator and, and a co writer, Nick Sorelli, have been making comedy now f- for years and years. I, if you have not seen this comedy, I implore you to walk. Uh, walk, don't run. Actually, no, run, don't walk. <laughs> oh, do it slowly. Okay, yeah, do it slowly and carefully, but. <laughs> <laughs> go see the comedy the stuff that they've done on on uh on uh, videos they've uh, made on youtube uh, uh over the years are honestly some of my favorite internet videos uh made in the last many years they years ago uh, uh wrote a sh- series called tween fest that is still worth checking out if you can get if you can uh check it out and our guest has had great success in the last couple of years in the pandemic era working for the tonight show uh, where uh, where he's currently a writer uh this is the great brad evans we have here today what's up thanks for having me on mnom <laughs> see honor. don't you feel a little bit scared that it's like oh what does that mean what does it mean <laughs> yeah 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 no i think it's i think you should just call it mnom now yeah a- mnam well nom. yeah I, I guess i pronounce it with the soft a because it reminds me of nom nom you know the probably the, the from the past you know things that okay. people would say like cat memes Nom nom. Oh, nom nom, like as in like yeah. food, food, eat, eat, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I think we should yeah. call it M nom, and I think it's it sounds good and sinister, <laughs> slightly sinister. <laughs> yeah, if you say the full title, it's like I don't, I'm not interested in that. I'm, I uh, moms are boring. And then if you abbreviate it, it's like, ooh, is it dangerous? Yeah. Is it January sixth? <laughs> you have to hear what M nom's putting in our water supply. Yeah. yeah like a, it's a weird company. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. You know what? That's what Aaron Brockovich was about, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so when you were growing up, where were you mm-hmm. growing up? I was growing up in uh, Orange County, California, Southern Orange County. Oh wow! Yeah. And this is um, this is pretty cool. Brad and I are from almost the same exact place. Your brothers? This is in where a, I find no. out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a Nepo situation. <laughs> the only reason I'm on this podcast is because I'm Perez's secret brother. <laughs> yeah, this is you. This is how you introduce your your dad's secret family. <laughs> yeah, our, our secret dad forced me to have Brad on, um, but we went to like the same high school. Yeah, we we I think we known each other for like years, and then at some point we were just talking at a you know one of these adult birthday parties in Los Angeles, and uh, <laughs> we we realized we I never asked you where you were from, and then we realized we went to the same high school, like uh, not at the same time, but I took I think I took a film class that you said you, that you uh, uh, helped create or helped uh, build the the movies for. That's true. When I was in school, there was a, uh, there was a, there was not, and I don't think in most schools have this like a film appreciation course, like sort of a, sort of a history of film course, which I, 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 I'm not, I won't say I Max Fishered it into existence, but I, <laughs> I, I did help kind of get it going when I, as a, uh, as a senior when I was there. As um, a teen. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And it was still going, it was still going when you were there, you, you were able to take it. 
That's good. Yeah, I was okay. able. I was able to take it. I uh, yeah, me and all my friends took it. It was our favorite class. It was great. I saw a lot of my favorite movies in it. It was it was awesome. Do you remember wow. something you saw? Did they? What were they? What was in the curriculum at that point? What do we watch? We watched uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand, the Zemeckis movie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. The first film classic I would think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Film. It was a lot of like classic stuff. It was, or we watched JFK. I remember that. Whoa. I getting, Wait, I Ryan, you did set up this class. <laughs> I remember getting kind of kind of conspiracy uh, conspiracy pilled at a, at a young age. My, me and all my friends were like, yeah, I guess some something's up with the JFK assassination. <laughs> <laughs> this is our this is our old teacher our old teacher Mr. Devaney. Was, yep, was yep, that Mr. him? Mr. Devaney. Mr. Devaney. Okay. Um uh, Brian Devaney was a great guy and he taught all the video courses and taught this film class too. Wow. Um, and I, that's I love that I love that JFK <laughs> made it probably for an editing as a as a display of editing I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it was maybe about uh like showing your bias in a movie or something like that or it was maybe like having a flip oh but it was all we did talk about the mtv style editing where he's putting in skeletons and (laughs) into frames and stuff for one second what do we watch we watch singing in the rain shane Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah that's all i remember but then you didn't grow up to want to make babylon no (laughs) not yet oh please don't i I didn't want to i didn't want to grow up to make a, a movie where is singing in the rain, but dark and gritty, and then the guy goes to see regular singing in the rain at the end. Yeah. <laughs> God. Good God. Um, yeah. I don't. We we uh, we had almost a, a plan to talk about Babylon on the show. I don't know now if it's going to happen. It may it may not happen, unfortunately. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Uh, but we've all seen it. And uh, I do have to say, just preview of of this. The ending of Babylon did make me want to die. I've I um, <laughs> I did want to yeah. crawl out of my skin and go, and go live in a hole. Well, you could have <laughs> lived in one of the orifices that expel something disgusting in this yes. movie. <laughs> yeah, it's Ooh. a big movie if you're a fan of orifices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want to see pee, poop, and vomit, but hitting somebody else? Watch the Babylon movie. Run, don't walk to your local cinema. They will not be playing it anymore. <laughs> no, they will not. <laughs> they will not. I wonder what it would be like, though, to be one of these people who's watching it, who's in it, and and just be like, huh, that's what that's what the rest of the movie was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I was a part of? <laughs> so you wouldn't necessarily know if you're just playing, like, a dancer or something or other. Yeah. Yeah, because you probably think like, oh, this is a quaint kind of movie. I mean, even though there's like orgy scenes or whatever, you know. <laughs> right. You, well, if you you're one of the orgy scenes, you probably know. <laughs> It'd be weird if you are in an orgy scene and then you show up and you're like, oh, there's all these musical numbers in this. This is not what I thought I was in. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought I was in like a straight up orgy movie. I'm kind of disappointed by this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I thought Babylon was just an outrageous movie, though. I, I, I had a, I, I have many, many thoughts prepared on it. I'm just um, horrified at the idea I may have watched that movie for no reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I may have just, I just watched that movie for no reason. But uh, we'll so get to it. We'll get to when it you point. when you uh, finished Ryan's uh, cinema history via JFK, the mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. class. Um, yeah. So then you you got into writing in high school or was that a sort of a later thing to want to be writing and filmmaking? I got into writing like before that, like 
I don't know. I, I wrote my first pilot in like middle school. Oh, my first TV what was pilot. it about? Uh, it was about Survivor was a big show at the time. And it was mm-hmm. like, I, I didn't like reality TV as a little, you know, 12 or 13 year old or whatever. So I wrote a show. It's like, it was like a workplace sitcom, but about like the cast and crew of like a Survivor type show. But they uh-huh. all shoot it. It's all shot on a soundstage. It's all fake. Uh-huh. Oh. So like they're pretending they're on an island. Yeah, I think yeah. it was pretty it was pretty good for a 13-year-old. Yeah. That's re- that's really good. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and I, I remember I was like, it was the biggest show at the time, but I remember I was like, oh, I'm 13. I can't sell this TV show now because I'm a child. No one will take me seriously. But I was like, by the time I'm 18, uh-huh. then I'll, I'll be the same as any adult. <laughs> <laughs> Better, actually, because then they could be like, wow, he's 18. Let's talk about it in all the press. Yeah, you missed exactly. your shot. You missed yeah, your shot. yeah. You could have been a uh, who's like a like a Harmony Corinne. Uh, yeah, totally. Reality TV satire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could have been. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I would have done with it. I kept it a secret from my parents. I would write it. I had no screenwriting software. I would write it in Microsoft Word, and mm-hmm. I would just after I would finish writing, I would print it out and then delete the files on the computer because I was so, I was like, this is a weird thing for a thirteen year old to be doing. I don't want <laughs> oh. my parents to think I'm weird. Oh wow. wow! So that's yeah. quite the that's quite the opposite of I mean, like some kids I feel like are like if you if you come from Fableman's world or the Fableman's type family, it's like I'm a filmmaker and my family likes it and I'm gonna be the next the next Cecil B. DeMille or whatever. And but it's interesting yeah. when you hear about people that are like I kind of had to keep that part. I think a lot of people have this situation maybe of like yeah, I had to be a little bit private with my expression growing up. Yeah, I think my family is just very you know. I don't know. I feel like at the time it was just very repressed and puritanical and it felt very like anything out of the ordinary was something, you know, they mm-hmm. would be like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. I, you know, I, I want I wound up going to film school like a few years later and they were like supportive of that and never like my dad will tell me now of being like, I was so scared for you and was like, this was a mistake, but I just wanted to let you kind of do what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's supportive to be like, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's, it's like just, Make your mistakes when you're young, because you can always go to grad school later. Who cares? Just go and do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I I remember I knew I wanted to be I wanted to be like a sitcom creator was like what I wanted to be when I was like 13. And I remember they had like an aptitude. I was like afraid to tell anybody, but they had an aptitude test at school that would Uh tell you what career path to do. And I was like. I wonder if I can just like try to like rig this so it'll tell me I want to be a sitcom creator and then my parents will be like, I'll be like the computer, the computer said I could do it, not me. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, so I took this test and I, you know, was just answering every, I mean, I was just answering my interests, but I also had that in the back of my head. And then like the closest I could get to anything in the entertainment industry was like local news reporter. Oh. Was, like, that was the results of the test. And I came home and was like, it, it says I should be local news reporter. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, which is basically the same. Yeah, that's basically kind of the same close thing. enough. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, yeah. I mean, look at Fritz Coleman, uh, uh, Johnny Mountain. I um, those are those are yeah, LA guys. This... Those are those. Are... <laughs> we grew up with the... Brad and I. We grew up with the same, you know. Uh, all right, LA all right. Hey, you we, know we what? had the same. We we had KTLA, KNBC, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, all the all the we're talking Chuck Henry, Colleen Williams. Um, uh-huh. The, uh, uh-huh. 
The, I took one of those aptitude tests when I was a kid, and I was try, I was similarly very very concerned that this would be be indicative of whether or not I could be a film director. And mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. looking at like the list of it was kind of a reverse thing where you could look at what qualities were associated with the with the uh, profession. Uh-huh. And I remember listed there was like whatever good eyesight or something. I mean, it was literally that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> like a film director needs good eyesight. But the other thing you needed as a film director was uh, you needed to be good with your hands. For some reason on this aptitude test, it was like filmmakers must be good, have a good use of their hands. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking, oh, this is going to, this is, I need, I need to have good use of my hands to make yeah. a, 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 I guess, but I've never once used my hands ex- except for drawing a little bit with regards to filmmaking. So, or in yeah. maybe operating camera, but, but yeah, I don't, th- I think you could have no hands and direct a film just fine. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what about when you, if your little megaphone breaks and you have to cup your hands around your? Oh, oh wow, true. you're right. That's true. Action. If, if you're my right. Babylon style <laughs> megaphone breaks, yeah. yeah. Oh, the other thing you need the hands for is this: you have to make the frame. I uh-huh. forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, you do yeah, need yeah. to frame the shot with it, with two L's. You need to hold your hands in two L loser and reverse loser uh, positions. <laughs> And mm-hmm. uh, frame uh, frame every shot. I forgot about that. You do need good hands. You do, but you can yeah. also do the. You could do the thing where someone puts their hands behind your back, you know, and you put your hands, <laughs> and then they they control your hands. They could. You could. You could work it out with an assistant. I think. Now that's a movie. Mm-hmm. Now that's a good high concept movie. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Yeah. Guy, guy with fake arms, but for the length of an entire movie. A guy uh-huh. must have fake arms for the length of an entire movie. Or, or a girl. And no one notices because they're in a trench coat or something. Yeah. Let me, okay, so let, let's say it's like a cruise ship and there's a cruise mm-hmm. ship comedian. They call an audience member on stage to kind of do the thing where they put their arms between the cruise ship comedian's like, you know, armpits and uh-huh. then they do the stuff. But there's a big storm. Lightning strikes the cruise ship, travels mm-hmm. through the microphone, fuse, somehow fuses these two people together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like it. Yes. And then they're they're stuck doing this cruise ship bit where the, they're each other's hands. That's and they yeah. figure out how to get unstuck. That's great. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a human centipede, but funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like stuck on you, but meets um yeah, so like some kind of Cronenberg type thing. You know? Right. It's yeah. it's uh th- then at some point we get to they take their clothes off and you just see like l- like little little lumps of flesh that can talk or something like yeah <laughs> there has to be some body horror in there. <laughs> I like uh, it. Yeah, I like it. I have you been on a cruise ship? Have you seen Have you seen this style of <laughs> comedy happening? Yeah, I I haven't seen that style of comedy on a cruise ship, but I've been on a cruise ship. But I think that's what I associate it with, right? Or it's like Mm -hmm. an improv game or something. I associate Mm -hmm. it with like an 80s comedian, like, come on stage, put your hands through through me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm doing stuff and your hands have to act it out. Yeah. Yeah. Broad comedy. I mean, the best. Truly the best kind of comedy. Yeah. Do you think that Serenity 2019 is funny? Or not funny. I yeah, I, I think it's very serious. I don't know. I think they're <laughs> Uh-huh. It's very they serious. They really went they really went for it with this one. Yeah, but in actuality, is it funny? <laughs> or is it not funny? In my opinion, it is funny. Uh-huh. But 
I don't want to give away the. I don't want to. I don't want to. I do want to keep some of my review obscured here. I just but, feel like to yeah. get it out of the way, whether yeah. it's funny or not. To me, it is. To me, okay. It's mm-hmm. a, a yes or no? Yes, it is funny. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I'll say it's funny. Not a bad thing, in my opinion. Not a yeah. bad thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I also think it's funny. Uh, sometimes on this show, we'll, 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 we'll pitch a movie to people. Sometimes on this show, we'll ask a guest for a movie. We were interested in what you would come back with. You came back with, uh, this was a very simple discussion. You came back with one film, <laughs> Serenity 2019. We came back with one answer, which was yes. Um, <laughs> we could not wait uh, to talk about this film. I had seen it before and had never seen it, right? Nope, never. And Didn't even, I, have never even heard of it. You had not heard of Serenity? Well, okay, guys, guys. Okay. I had a baby, and that (laughs) was in the midst of having a tiny little baby, so I was like... I wasn't on my radar. Okay, so you were raising like a like a a, a, a very small child at the time, and we're not following yeah. Serenity, the movie that had right. very little brand awareness. Now, you know, <laughs> sorry, uh, Brad. Do you know <laughs> the sort of the reasons behind the the uh, the low awareness of this movie when it came out? Yes. So yeah, the stars of the movie and the writer director Stephen Knight, they were all very upset that the movie wasn't promoted enough the actor you know mcconaughey was down to go on any talk show that would have him and they didn't kind of book him on any talk shows but one of the founders of the studio that made this movie is currently imprisoned and he he alleged so this movie was not made by a normal studio which is kind of why it's super insane it was like two guys started a company and one of them this guy uh what's his name uh do you know about this, Ryan? This is Aviron Pictures. Aviron uh, Pictures. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. This guy, w- William Sadlier, mm-hmm. he, alleged, he allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly, even though he's been pled guilty and convicted to a lot of these crimes. <laughs> okay. You are <laughs> he, not <he'll>, sure. <laughs> uh, jury's still out. <laughs> yeah, I, my jury's the, still out. The literal jury has decided. <laughs> yeah, the jury's not out, but that's okay. <laughs> Well, well that's, okay, when the stars came after the movie in the press being like, hey, they didn't promote it enough, they didn't buy enough TV spots, the studio was like, hey, it was testing very bad. Audiences do not like this movie. We don't want to mm-hmm. waste money trying to get audiences to see, to see a movie they won't like. But so this William Sadlier guy, he uh, started a sham company, allegedly, um, that took a lot of money from an investment firm to promote their movies, but then he bought himself a $14 million mansion in Beverly Hills, allegedly, and mm-hmm. paid for paid for a lot of stuff, like gave himself millions of dollars from this company, allegedly. And uh, so there was no, very little promotion in this movie, but a lot of the promotional money for his studio went straight into his bank account. Wow. And he also allegedly took some COVID, uh, some like COVID money so, like some, oh, like, some, 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 like lo- some some loans like some oh, I don't yeah. I don't know the exact some like PPE loans that were supposed yeah. to be kind of for uh you know for the business but then he allegedly gave them to himself so that he he I think he's serving two different prison sentences currently for these two things. Wow, wow. William Sadlier, not to be confused with William Sadler, a talented uh, character actor, William Sadler. Um, mm-hmm. William Sadler just sounds like he was trying to 
to sway the jury. I'm going to be so sadly. If you yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the jury, my, my client was so sadly when he committed these uh, He was these so frauds. sadly. Uh, he got confused. Mm. He didn't know which account. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie is almost immediately evident. My first note as I was rewatching the movie was this. You can tell it's doing money laundering from basically the open, very opening. Cause it <laughs> opens with four production companies that I've never seen on another movie. It's Iviron Pictures, Global Road Entertainment, Starlings Entertainment, and then, uh, and then Nebulaster. And then it's also a shoebox film. So, so mm-hmm. this to me rings of like of like I don't know if any if, if if Starlings Entertainment has another movie to their credit or whatever, but it rings to me of like, what is this? This movie's not a, it's it doesn't have and it's I guess ultimately distributed by Universal. But, yeah, uh, which is a real company. That's a yeah. that's a real company. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, highly suspicious all around. Did it play in the movie theater? It did. Yeah, I, I, I saw this in the movie theater. Oh. I did too. Um, yeah. Which okay, which uh, did you go? Did you go down to Orange County? Where where did you guys see it? <laughs> we saw it with our old our old film teacher. <laughs> oh, good, um, good. We saw it at no, the I, Aliso Viejo uh, Twenty One uh, Cinema. Uh, yeah, where did you see it? Yeah, I don't recall. I want to say I saw it at one of the AMC Burbanks. Would be my gut. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I saw this when it was movie pass times. I think this is a a movie I maybe wouldn't have paid to see, but I heard was crazy, and I had movie pass. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's a yeah. I saw it at the ArcLight Cinema, and I have a distinct mm-hmm. memory of this movie because I was moving. I was I was moving a bunch of my mom's old stuff. My mom about a year previous, my mom had passed away, and I was my sister and I had to like move all of her stuff out of a house. And I did that for like a month solid and I was exhausted. Like truly, I'd never been more exhausted in my life. And the first day that I didn't have to do this, I went to the movies and saw Serenity. <laughs> and it had been out for like two weeks and it was and it was truly at like it was the last possible day I could see it. Like they were about to pull it from theaters even that week. Like it was so. Were you the only um, person? I think the I was the o- I was the only person. I had a truly private screening of Serenity at the Arclight. <laughs> and then the next day I started another very stressful job um, working for the Independent Spirit Awards, uh, which I will, will not talk about uh, any further. But uh, between those two stressful experiences, there was one little island of Serenity watching the movie Serenity. <laughs> oh, so this movie always wow. has a, 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 a nice place in my heart of, of actu- actually enjoying a movie, the movie Serenity, uh, all by myself in, a, in an empty screening. Um, uh, uh, the, uh, but, but, the, the, but, but see, yeah. that's exactly what the premise of the show is, I think. I think mm. you just described it. I did. It's it. like, yeah, you did. You did the thing that we're talking about, which is like you had a whole lot of really difficult things going on. And instead of going, I'm going to go to CVS and buy the cheapest vodka and get super wasted. You were like, I'm going to go see Serenity. Mm-hmm. Well, just so you know, you can't get you usually can't get vodka at CVS. Just, you can't? Yeah. I, I feel like I always see like old ladies buying a whole lot of vodka at drugstores. Oh, really? Is that wrong? Maybe, I guess it depends on the CVS. You can't get it at mine, but oh, I think certain oh. ones. Sometimes it's like if you're too close to a school, they can't sell. Oh, or yeah, it's all all this little stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. But my point remains: that you yes. you used it as your your stress dampening technique. 
Yeah. Okay. See, there, there you go. That's an yeah, example. Yeah. That's example. an example of the kind of thing that we're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Serenity was shot in, uh, in on the island nation of Mauritius. Um, if you don't know where that is, if you look at the low, if you look at a map on the lower part of Africa to the east, you have Madagascar, and then to the east of that is Mauritius. Oh, I think I'm saying wow. it right. It is a beautiful look. Oh, entire movie is set on an island. Also, by the way, we should go through all the regular things. This is a spoiler-filled discussion of Serenity. So if you don't want, the, and this movie does have a whopper of a spoiler in it. So if you really want to, you know, experience Serenity in all its glory. It does. Uh, no, it, it, it does. does. <laughs> I, I I went in I went in completely blind to this movie, not having seen a trailer or a commercial. I just heard there was something weird about it and went in. I was glad I did. If you're if you're gonna watch Serenity, pause now. Yeah. Find out how to watch it and watch it. But did you all know the spoiler ahead of time? I knew. Uh, the only hint I had was, you remember? Don't worry, darling. Right? And I yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. I know. Some, so it's something where it's like reality isn't reality. Were you able to put it together? Because I think I told you that. Were you able to put it together that there was that like as you were watching it, you were like, hmm, something here is a little strange about. Yeah, because r very early on in the movie, we're seeing a lot of. All right. Do you, someone want to try and describe the plot of this movie? I mean, the movie is uh, <laughs> basically like, I'm going to do a bad job. This is also the other trademark of the show is our completely, yeah. absolute <laughs> dog shit worst synopses ever committed yes. to a podcast. But basically, Matthew McConaughey plays a fisherman. He's a man who knows the way of water. He's out there uh -huh. uh, fishing the sea. He, uh, him and his, uh, I guess like his first mate, uh, Jaiman Huntsu, uh, the great African actor, um, uh, they're out there uh, uh, catching fish. He's in pursuit of a, of a fish that he uh, has not been able to catch over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, on part time, he works as a as a gigolo uh, uh, to one woman. He's a one. <laughs> I don't think that's him working as a gigolo. <laughs> well, he's taking money for having sex with Diane Lane. Um, yeah, which is first of all the first insane thing in this movie. <laughs> yes, and yeah. the, uh, some intrigue develops just to just to give you uh -huh. the top line synopsis yeah. of what it is. It's kind of a steamy thriller where yes. some intrigue develops where his ex wife returns and says, "I want you to kill my my husband, who's also the stepfather to our child now," and he has to right. decide whether or not he will do this. That's kind of like the my again completely inept uh, description of the of the this, that's the video store back of the case do i want to rent this movie is what so happens in it. Yeah. for me as soon as she's like oh uh they're talking about their son and he doesn't seem to have seen his son in a really long time i was like oh he's dead <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah because I was like, no, I this mean, doesn't make any sense. She has this, th she's remarried. He has a son who he never speaks to. Yeah. No, it's a very deliberately like confusing move because it kind of, the big reveal is that Matthew McConaughey is the main character in the video game Plymouth Island. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and it, it was a video game that a boy who we're kind of cutting to throughout the movie in the real world built to fill his time because he hated his stepfather. Yes. And yes, missed, go on. Missed, missed his dad <laughs> who passed away at war. And he right? built this video game where a character based on his dad is the playable character and he's trying to catch a fish. But mm -hmm. 
the his, the boy's stepfather got so abusive to his mother that he changed the game to make it that his dead dad has to kill his mom's boyfriend or husband. Yes, husband. Right. Right. Husband, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. Matthew McConaughey realizes he's in a video game, but then has to has to do it. Right. And by the way, this reveal when I first saw the film, if you if you'd ask, <laughs> I saw the film when it came, when it came out. So I saw the film close to I guess now three years ago, four years ago. What year is it? Twenty twenty four years. Four years. Almost ago. almost exactly four years ago. Almost exactly four years mm-hmm. ago, I saw the film. Now, if you had asked me two weeks ago, when does the is the twist revealed? I would have said, oh, probably like the last 10 minutes of the movie or something. Right. The twist is revealed an hour into the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then you have yeah. about 40 minutes of movie where you realize that you're watching a video game. And the movie right. sort of plays yes. out sort of like it's like a Bayou thriller, even though it's this Plymouth Island thing, which is sort of unspecified. It plays out like a like a, a sort of a very 90s sex thriller like a big easy or a, a double jeopardy kind of movie where you're like well, I, hey. thought, I thought of uh totally of body heat because when body, Anne Hathaway yeah. is introduced she's wearing all white she has that blonde hair I was like oh somebody watched body heat and mm-hmm. did her up for body heat but it's there's some there is some sort of like logistical questions I had right away that it was like so Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway went to college together and they had a romance and they had a child. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably 15 years of age between those two people. And I don't think anyone else is really thinking they're the same age either. So that plot part of it makes it feel not real immediately. Well, she does have a moment where she explains where she's she's sort of like recounting to him and for us, the benefit of the audience, yes, like how they got yes. together. And she's like... But she tells a story of like how you kissed me on a bridge or something, but they, oh, it was basically about the first time they had sex. And she's like, and I remember when you told me that I was finally old enough or whatever. So so weird. Yeah. So you're, so you're, you are led to believe that he was older than her. And in this relationship where he was like, he waited till the moment when he could have sex with her and then did. And then that was kind of the basis of their marriage. Not your first time. Yeah. But but she's also saying that they were in college together, right? Yeah, maybe he was like her TA or something. I don't know exactly what. <laughs> he was a professor of catching fish or something. <laughs> I was teaching a, a fish catching class. <laughs> Actually, yeah. he was teaching her a class about JFK. <laughs> <laughs> do we, I mean, do we really, how much of Anne Hathaway do we see in like the real world of this boy's actual mom? I, I forget. Uh, we. I don't think we actually see her in the real world. In the real world, the yeah. real world shots are pretty much confined to this one kid's bedroom, and I think you only yeah. hear off screen um, Jason Clark as the abusive stepfather and Anne Hathaway go like, "No, no, no," you know, in the in the background. So I don't think we see them in reality. You see McConaughey like a little like a picture of McConaughey, right? Well, you do at the end in the drawer, yeah, right? Yeah. You see McConaughey, right. a picture of him where it is revealed that he died in the Iraq War. Uh, in right. one of our, one of in the operation, uh, I guess it would be Operation Enduring Freedom or something. Uh, around mm-hmm. uh, 2006 is when he's said to have died. Which, in reality, in 2006, I looked it up. Matthew McConaughey was making Failure to Launch. Oh. That's what the real Matthew McConaughey was doing in 2006. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, the idea is that he died. His this boy's father died in action, mm-hmm. and then 
uh, we are now watching a, a simulacrum, a, uh, uh, an avatar, as it were. Yes. Of, uh, of his father. Does, father. Was anyone else uncomfortable with the fact that when you do realize that this is a game that's designed by a 13-year-old boy, there's a lot of his parents having sex in it. Uh, really, really angry sex. <laughs> like, are you yeah. sure that's healthy for you to be so focused on how your mom lost her virginity to your dad? <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder if the sex scenes in this movie are part of the video game, or if those are cut scenes that you kind of see in between. I guess I'm very confused about what type of game this is. Yeah, I haven't. Th- I don't think I've played this game, but I'm not a big gamer. Are there a lot of games where they just take sex breaks? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I think okay. So I, I read a little bit of an interview with the director, and he was saying this is based on his uh, his kids' computer games. Okay. And he and he would notice how immersed they get in the computer games, and how they'll kind of certain things that don't seem they wouldn't buy in a movie, they buy in a in a computer game, and they're like, oh yeah, sure. Oh, I see. I see. But yeah. but I'm like to me this is a big this is a big adventure game that has a bunch of mini games in it. It's like an open world Grand Theft Auto type of thing. Mm-hmm. That, well, cuz they that, say that it's that it's like there are a bunch there are a few games in the game and one of them is find the cat and one yeah. of them is catch the fish and one of them is fuck my mom and then one of them is <laughs> is kill my stepdad. <laughs> One of them is like, wow, he really was like, it went from like, it's Tetris to it's take over the government. Like, what? (laughs) This is very different. Yeah, one of them is be be your dad and you're a sex worker. (laughs) Yeah, what? Okay. I don't don't know if those scenes are like playable. Like, I'm just wondering. Yeah, sometimes in video games. (laughs) <laughs> Th- those little those little videos that play between scenes, those cut scenes. I wonder if some of the. I just want to believe that some of the sex scenes is that, and that the boy thinks he's making plot. I think he's not yeah. playing a real. I don't think this is. I don't think that. <laughs> Ser- Ser- Serenity <laughs> or whatever it is, Plymouth Island, whatever this. Ga- I don't think it's uh-huh. a game that you could go to the Best Buy and GameStop or whatever and, and get and bring home. It's like he's playing an open world. He's building it. He's building. He, he it. built building the game. It. Yeah. So he, so he, yeah. yeah. You didn't. You didn't see the typey typey code. I saw the typey typey code, and I saw the. <laughs> I saw a lot of typey typey code reflected in like a uh, whatever the prism, uh, the glass pane that sits. You know whatever yes. that style is. Yes. And then and the white the White House was code. The lighthouse, lighthouse is code on, as well. Lighthouse on is one. Lighthouse yes. off is zero. And then I do see the 3D rendering of a McConaughey style character. So he is he is, he did create that guy. So mm-hmm. I would assume that everything that happens in the movie that nothing is nothing is a is a nothing would be a cutscene per se because there's no author besides the boy. He's creating every moment of the movie, and he is. I gotta say, he's a he's a little bit of a Brad Evans. He's he's a he's a young boy who's 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 really drawing from some interesting noir influences to create quite an interesting script here. I would say uh, he's, he mm-hmm. likes, you know, he's a he's like a a little Joe Esterhouse, this kid uh, in what he's imagined. Yeah. Do you think he was like that? Was 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 Baby Joe like this, where he was like, and then my parents. They start fucking. <laughs> I think this but is. Then, the- then someone's watching them. <laughs> like was he? Was that his deal? I think oh. this is the Joe Esterhouse story. I think it's how he started. It was uh, writing stories about his mom and dad uh, 
m- murdering and fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if you had just called it that instead of Serenity, which is just a meaningless name, people would have gone to see that movie. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I think the boy programmed this game, but then all these characters are AI characters that have their own abilities, but then he just built mm-hmm. the rules. But I think Matthew McConaughey is sort of like a, a dumb AI character that is mm-hmm. play, playing the rules of the game, but is sort of doing whatever he wants. Yeah, but then he seems really preoccupied at the towards the towards the end about how he's supposed to murder this guy, but is he, is he going to make the choice to do it, or is he not going to make the choice to do it? Yeah. So you think that's the kid trying to decide whether to murder his stepdad? I or think not? so. I mean, I think to me, I think what the game is for is to is he's trying to figure out what are my limits, and so he can't play himself so he has his dad is really him and then he's like can i convince my dad like would my basically would my dad be okay with me murdering my stepdad would that be all right and then he ultimately decides yes i think he would be okay with it but why his mom is sort of like this villainous seductress i don't (laughs) understand (laughs) yeah i mean this kid has a lot of a lot of problems but he finds his mom very attractive so that's good. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about the age gap between Hathaway and McConaughey. And I almost wonder, like, we never see Hathaway in the real world. So I wonder if just the computer rendering of her, she just seems oh, younger yeah. than Matthew McConaughey. That's true. Maybe she's sort of like like a miserable uh, lady with menopause hair. And he's like, but my mom would be sexy if dad was still alive. You got to make your yeah. mom hotter in the simulation, you know. That's, is that a rule? Is that something everybody knows? I think that's only fair. <laughs> I, I think if he, if he really wants his dad to kill his stepdad, he has to make his mom a little, super up a little bit, you know, age her down, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't I don't know. I wonder. It's like the only character we see in real life who's in the game is McConaughey. Yeah. And he, of course, has a perfect ass in real life. (laughs) (laughs) McConaughey's uh, ass scene in this movie is like he's putting on pants, which is like... Yeah. No, you said ass scene like there's only one. There are Uh, so many ass scenes in this movie. He puts on pants uh after he has sex. We see his... his, We see him when he is having sex with the mom. And we see a very extended water scene where it's funny because this movie is very focused on the ass part and it's as if the man has no front uh, equipment Mm -hmm. he has no penis and no balls in any scene which is such a curious choice how do we feel about the uh (laughs) different than the movie that we just watched to live and die in la which is like we're seeing full balls we're seeing full penis (laughs) we're seeing everything Mm -hmm. this is like no Murder, butts, all that stuff's good. But penis, that's a bridge too far. Did this take to you me, out of the film? <laughs> no. I. To me, that's like Matthew McConaughey or the studio's discomfort with male nudity or they're like, we would get like an NC-17 rate. To me, that's more, it's more that than like the boy's video game not wanting to show his dad's dick, but wanting to show his dad's ass a lot. <laughs> Probably, I think ass, yeah. feels, ass feels harmless for a man to show. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you're making an Aviron picture, 
You got to yeah. keep it clean. You, you can't. Oh, have oh a, a, well, that's a, a thing. That's a yes, thing an, about their their pictures. Yeah, no, no. no. Yeah. Byron does not do NC seventeen, and they don't do dick. They don't do balls. They do ass, and they do in, uh, of these of these ass scenes. This one scene where he's like in the bedroom with Diane Lane. He's like putting his pants on, and and it's like it's one of these scenes where I'm like, you're he he's he's he almost shows his asshole in this movie. It's like <laughs> he almost does. I like, he really re- does. <laughs> I rewound it because I was like, I was like, you're you're really you're like raising your legs in such a way where I'm like, are we like seeing this in the film? And you gotta applaud his bra- <laughs> bravery. His bravery. It's, it's yeah, uh, but when he raises his leg, I'm like. You didn't even try to pretend that in this situation you wouldn't see balls. Because if you if you open your legs uh-huh. and bend over, you're gonna <laughs> see balls. I mean, we've all right. Yeah. So you think, yeah, he, had a, you think he was Definitely, wearing a rig yeah. or something up there, or, or there a he, wig? A, not a wig. A rig. There's some kind of rig to keep his balls. Up. <laughs> That would have been great if he was wearing a wig. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think he was wearing like the rodeo thing that holds your balls up. Maybe the boy digitally erased his dad's balls from the game. Maybe That's he built yeah. his dad maybe he built his dad's character with an ass, with a really muscular ass, but no balls or dick. <laughs> yes. like a, Ken, Ken, a Ken doll in the front, but uh-huh. just an absolute Adonis, realistic Adonis in the back. <laughs> you know, the more sense. we talk about it, the more I think that it that it feels like a choice that a 13 year old boy who's developing, who's like, I don't like I don't really remember my dad's dick because I was too young. But I'm feeling like maybe maybe what I have is not enough or is too yeah. much or like some conflict between like how do I how do I compare with my father and <laughs> like I do remember my dad's butt mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I just I can't even go there with the with the dick yeah that feels yeah that feels plausible to me yeah I buy that. He still, though, is, is doing a tremendous amount of his dad naked, even the scene, which I guess now is him writing it, the boy right. writing it. He meets his dad underwater nude, uh, yes. swimming nude, um, yeah. which coming off of Way of Water, it, it does it did remind me a little bit of that underwater kind of communing, you know, like when they plug into the reef in the way of water you know i was like mm-hmm. i'm watching the same movie here of like a guy talking to his dad he has to go under deep into the sea to talk to his dad his dead yeah. dad well it yeah. reminded me of splash when he meets uh madison underwater as a kid and then he meets her later exactly and she as has an, genitals erased adult. or she has her butt erased or her, or, uh, her butt is in it or something yeah, yeah. And her boot and her boobs. But on Disney Plus, they did didn't they scrub out her her butt? Um, uh, or yes. they extended they, her they, hair. They blur it. They blur it. Actually, they they if you've watched the morning show, which I just did, you know, because it's topical now. Oh, lucky they you. have <laughs> like they have like almost like band aid band aid shaped blur on the edges of uh, Jennifer Aniston. Like you can't take a picture of it, but if you watch it, it's the same type. Of, it's just like a like a bar of blur it's not even attempting to look real it's just like you can't see that you can't see butts you can't see wrinkles those are bad but this this yeah i mean the original splash they were they were they were floating underwater in exactly the same pose as this so um you know another indication that this is a game uh being played by a child is that after his parents have sex uh matthew mcconaughey's character says that's it i win I beat him, mm-hmm. which is 
not what an adult would say after having sex. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I, I think don't that's know. Up to, I, maybe, I think that's up for debate. Maybe, uh, <laughs> have you? Have you? Have you said I win? I beat him. <laughs> I have to say it is a lie that I really do like because it's mm-hmm. in reference to be- basically beating the new husband or, or yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I right. thought, you know what? No, this is like separate from the video game. I think, I think you almost have to look at this movie a little bit as like, yeah, there's a whole video game element of it, but just the idea of this dynamic. Just look at it as, as a noir movie, uh-huh. and the idea of of having sex with your ex wife and saying that's it, I win, is <laughs> is great. That is an undisputably great. <laughs> moment I, in movies <laughs> and in film writing i'm for it yes i give it my stamp of approval i like it <laughs> so you can imagine like kirk douglas saying that i think i think having sex with a woman and saying i win mm-hmm. is a great piece of film noir writing i really mm-hmm. do like i mm-hmm. think that's terrific i love blunt. it it's blunt. blunt it's blunt it's brutal i love it yeah. Is that is that scene the moment when McConaughey sort of decides he's going to kill the guy? Because in my head, I, I remember that being like, it's sort of tricky to figure out what's going through his head or what, like there's so many layers of like this boy's journey and the video game he built. But mm-hmm. I think once he has sex with his ex-wife, he decides to kill the new husband. Well, that's that's pretty early on. So I think he goes back and forth for the rest of the movie. So I think that's maybe like tw- half an hour into the movie. And right. then he keeps being like, should I? No, I'm not going to do it. Yes, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then when he actually does it, it's it's actually pretty horrifying. It's it's horrifying. And it's also a little funny because they have <laughs> Jaiman Huntsu sends some guys to beat up Jason Clark, this, this abusive ex-husband, the night before. Mm-hmm. And so this guy's already fucked up. His hand is broken. He's all beat up. And he's like... So you've already so basically you've already seen a version of this scene where he goes out onto McConaughey's boat. He's basically what McConaughey does is he sets these guys up. He gets he gets basically he goes out fishing with them. He gets a fish on the rod and then basically at the last second hands the clients the rod so that they can feel like they caught a fish. That's his that's sort right. of his bit business and he charges thousands of dollars for people to it's basically like fantasy fishing. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I, I assume must exist as a real thing or whatever. Um, so you see him do th- they. You see them go through this whole scene once, where he, where Jason Clark is just the most belligerent, horrible character you've ever seen, and then you see them go through this whole scene again, where he's completely just brutally torn apart. And um, this entire murder takes place in such a way where he's just like, ah, I can't do anything. It's like McConaughey's yeah. like, no, hold the rod, hold the rod. And she's there going like, daddy, hold the rod. Like Ugh. they have this like sick, you know, kind of thing going on. And it's, 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 it's I found it disturbing, funny, uh, again, A plus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought that that part of it was a little bit more. Uh, this movie is a a complete mess to me. So that was my take of it because it's like it doesn't have a it doesn't really have a perspective. So I can't believe that a kid is writing this, and I can't believe that that they're writing it. Like I don't know where this is coming from, but I did like the the weirdness of it of it being a movie that's actually advocating for murder as a solution to your problems. Because usually in a noir, it's bad. It's ultimately a bad choice. Like you mm-hmm. get punished for your decision to murder the guys, the the like the wife, the husband, whatever it is. 
Yeah. But this movie is like, no, that's great. That's great. No notes. <laughs> that's what I thought the first time, but now I don't know. Really? I sort of, yeah, I sort of think that it's just this kid is really trapped in his own head and it's almost like a, a cautionary thing about disappearing into your own world too much. But then what is the bad thing that happens to him? Goes to prison. Yeah, he goes to prison. Like I think laugh. he's I think he's let out because of the extenuating circumstances of the abuse of right. the family or whatever. But the I don't necessarily think that it's advocating for it. I mean, I think that when yeah. it happens, you're like, well, okay, I guess that's the happy ending, or I guess that's the resolution to this horrible situation. But I also yeah. think that a movie I I think I think seeing like a horrible child abuser, child beating guy get get knifed, uh in in this case of a tragic uh, patricide or whatever, is 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 actually I mean I know it's dar- it's a dark <laughs> ending. I don't think the movie's advocating yeah. for it, but it's saying like, "Yep, this is kind of what happens," you know. In well, I mean, like, yeah. if you're following the sort of the standard tropes of a noir, mm-hmm. you have to be punished for your actions, whatever your sin is. You must be punished at some point. And then also that the woman who comes to you and says, "You have to kill my husband because he's abusing me," is lying all the time, mm-hmm. and it plays counter to those things because she's not lying and they commit the murder and what ultimately happens with Matthew McConaughey's character is he's he's like oh i can i'll talk to you again uh from the game i don't know how this works but i'll see you there and it it's like he has this connection with his dad that is going to remain now inside of pilgrim island game right yeah but this this kid is probably more fucked up now that he did the murder and now that he's oh, just com- yeah. completely in this game, I don't know, but it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's so the, the reality of him interacting with his dad in the game is so like, confusing to me or what, like, yeah, it I, is. what was confusing to me was that, was that he's shown, this is what was good. This is the only thing that was confusing. This is the okay. only flaw in this just movie. Just one thing. Is, okay. that he, <laughs> is that he wins the game or whatever mm-hmm. the dad the dad accomplishes the thing of killing the stepfather character at the same time that the real kid decides to stab the his real father mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's a little bit confusing because you're like oh wait which one's influencing which and i guess it's meant to be like he does that part of the game and then that emboldens him to go into the next room and just kill his mm-hmm. father or whatever. But it, I think it, that's it is, exactly it. it's a little yeah. bit confusing yeah, when it take. happens. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah. you're like, wait, what's happening? Are we watching like the, is the real world action influencing the, the, the metaverse or is, or vice well, versa? He's or building it. So if he's building it, he's sort of like amping himself up yeah. uh, to do it, which is, it, it's funny because I don't think the movie is really fully thinking this through, but it's like, oh, this is a movie about how video games lead children to kill people. <laughs> I mean, also, again, a good message. A good yeah. message. But only stepdads. Yeah. As long as only only evil stepdads die, it's fine. How many? How much like modern video games do you, do you all think Stephen Knight has played? Uh, well... I know because he is uh, strangely co-creator of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. He's probably played the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire uh, computer <laughs> game. Oh, yeah, with like yeah. A, a, dig- a digital Regis. This is his head's too big. You can say four <laughs> phrases. Just point at questions. Yeah, all like 1999 questions about like 
The movie Galaxy Quest. <laughs> In the movie Galaxy <laughs> Quest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But to me, to me, this almost feels like a movie about a video game made by someone who hasn't done a ton of video gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it feels, it has the, it's a totally different movie, but Eyes Wide Shut always felt to me like, I think someone said this. I don't know if this was my idea, but but a movie about uh, somebody who doesn't really know how cheating or fairs work, but they uh, made this big elaborate movie about how it might work. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> did you have to go to like a creepy sex party and then you have doubts and then like is that is that how it works? Is like mm. no, it's no, but probably to someone probably. Yeah. Um, this uh, this felt a little like <laughs> a person. It was like yeah, you know, because in games. You see, you create the character, but then it's functional on its own, right? Because <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, like, like if, oh, if you program yeah. it enough, hard enough, it has free will, right? <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah, you know, you program real hard, like with a lot of numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think it's like that. Because he's, I don't know. I mean, Stephen Knight's born in the late 50s. And like mm-hmm. d- my, my dad loved video games when he was like in his early 20s, but kind of got... My dad's around the same age, so I'm using him as a comparison. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, got, mm-hmm. he got frozen in, like, Galaga Pac-Man times, you know? Like, I don't oh, think... He, okay. he, he never made it even to Super Mario or to, like, Grand Theft Auto. So I'm like, if Steven Knight is this very, very busy British man, mm-hmm. you know, ri- writing a lot, creating Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, <laughs> yeah. you know, make, make it, making Peaky Blinders, probably That's, he's not yeah. gaming too much, and probably his <laughs> reference for gaming is, like, Asteroids, Donkey right. Kong. Yes. Times. Yeah. So That's she's fair. she's just playing like sexy Mrs. Pac-Man and in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's she's the embodiment. Uh, well, I mean, those are simple games. It's like yeah. the goal is eating the dots. It's like Are you a gamer, Brad? Similar. Do you do you play games? I I played a lot of games growing up. I played a lot of uh, Nintendo 64 and PlayStation 2, but I sort of I fell off after that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I was I was like I'm already a gay nerd. I shouldn't also be a gamer. Once I turned thir- thirteen, I was like, I don't need like a third thing to be dis- distancing me from. A, Is that like a, a category though? Like gamer? Is that yeah, like a hashtag gamer? Yeah, there's there's gay gamers for sure. I know I know a lot of them. I could have kept up with it. Oh well, that seems like a good niche. But you yeah. to be the the top one. <laughs> Of, uh, this is one reason I think I've I've maybe never never got into games. It's not that I don't like video games. It's just that it's just that I I, I can't add something else to this. Like I I, can, I have to <laughs> what what time I have I have I it must be should probably be spent doing. Um, I don't have the I never felt like I had the. Um, uh, you don't have time to talk to your dead dad. Yes, Ryan, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, that if this was what a video game was where you could communicate and sort of like talk to an AI version of a person that you've lost, I'd be like, yeah, let's let's go for it. Let's have these, let's recreate. I mean, it seems like it would be a, an amazing therapy tool. You just assemble a parent or lost person who you had a conflicted relationship with and you fix it through the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be amazing. I would play that game, but I just... Probably don't. Stutz. You should go to Dr. Stutz. He probably has this, uh, <laughs> this whole thing figured out for... Uh, Jody, you gotta go in the game. Look, I don't yeah, got time to listen. 
<laughs> just play the game. Just play the game. I well, because he does all those little drawings. You actually could just yeah. animate those little drawings and make it into a game. Yeah. It's uh, like Super Super Mario. You're jumping around Stutz's little drawings. <laughs> yeah, right. You're, you're climbing over the circle of regrets to jump onto the. Yeah, the you have these little, <laughs> the little breaks where it's just Jonah Hill being like, you know, I'm lying. This is a wig. This isn't my real face. I lost 20 pounds. All of this is a green screen. <laughs> it kind of actually that that movie, that documentary, is a little bit of a little bit a little bit closer to this movie somehow than I think I originally thought it was. Mm, yeah, they yeah. both have a similar moment midway through. Yeah, I was like, Bubba, what? That wasn't yeah. just one session. Why is this in black and white? I don't understand. Yeah. Actually, you don't seem fine. So, is this really good therapy? Um, uh. I've not seen Stutz. From what I hear about Stutz, Stutz is, does not seem like a good therapist. I mean, uh, only because like I don't listen to me. I was like, as soon as I heard like I don't listen, I'm like, that, that sounds perhaps not good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I got to see Stutz. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll really get get. I don't think it'll solve your problems. But I do like. One thing he says is just like, well, when I was in when I was in school and everybody was learning about like you got to give therapy time and blah blah blah, and I was like, no, <laughs> people need help now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, <laughs> well then sit down and watch a movie and it'll solve all your problems. <laughs> watch a movie, play a game. Um, mm-hmm. There's a special moment in this movie and uh, a special performance in this movie that we've not touched yes. on. Um, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy. Yes. You know you're watching a special movie when you see Jeremy Strong walking across the water holding that briefcase high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you're in for something great. Uh, something. Jeremy Strong. I stop it. That's something. <laughs> no, I mean something. he 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 really commits. He really commits to this part. Jeremy Strong plays <laughs> the rules, and yeah, you, you mm-hmm. don't know really what's going on with him until deep in the movie. But then he says, "I am the rules." Right. What, f- 15 or 16 times? <laughs> yes. He's the uh he's the the little he's the printed instructions to Monopoly that are printed on the box because you know you'll lose the paper anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's playing. You can't put three hotels on a Baltic. He's, I think every Jeremy Strong performance needs the explanation that he is in a video game. I think that if, uh-huh, uh-huh. if they pulled out, if like if you're watching like Armageddon Time or something, and they suddenly pull out and they're like, "Oh, by the way, he's being controlled by a little kid on a PC," you'd go yeah. like, "Oh, okay, that's why he's acting." Well, that because way. he does yeah. play Mario in that in that movie he's he's a plumber (laughs) he is playing mario look son we need son you'll be getting in trouble uh he doesn't jump enough though that's the only flaw with that performance i have a i have a i have a profitable plumbing consortium son uh yeah his um i like every like everybody i like jeremy strong i i'm fascinated with him i'm fascinated with his process i think Mm -hmm. he might be the method actor for who method acting uh works the least uh but still Mm -hmm. it works pretty good but Uh, you know what i love about jeremy strong and this has nothing to do with this movie is that i read this article about michelle williams and when heath ledger died she had a two or three year old child heath ledger's child and Jeremy Strong at the time, I guess, was her friend and not doing anything else. And he was like, I'm just going to come live with you and help. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so nice. And I'm like, God, OK, can I see a little bit more of that kind of I mean, that's a really that's a very 
difficult thing to launch into. And she's like, yeah. And he's remained a really like a family member and a, a uncle to my child ever since. I'm like, wow. okay, then I would like to see that guy in a movie a little. Do you, do you think he was having to, in order to help raise that kid, he was following uncles around and acting like an <laughs> uncle in his free time? <laughs> He probably was. He was like, okay, I have to watch all the films. I have to see all the plays. Uh, yes. Then I have to go to the park and I have to, like put on pants that look like that, you know, pull them up really high, wear comfortable shoes. Yeah, he probably did. He probably went full method. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what he did to play in this movie to play the rules. Like what, what was his method process? Did he like read the rules to a lot of video games and try to like, I'm embodying the concept of rules even when he's like on set. I'm so Doesn't curious. that seem like more of a board game thing than a video game thing? Or maybe I don't know video games well enough. I I think the booklet of rules feels like yeah, more of a board game thing. But I th- I think I think yeah, I don't know. Like games have rules and there are boundaries to them. But yeah, it's not like constantly they're not chasing you down to be like you didn't read the rules. <laughs> that's that's a game for a very serious child. He does get chased down a lot. I mean. <laughs> When you're when you're watching this movie and you and you don't know what he's doing, when you don't know the twist, it's a hilarious performance. It's a hilarious performance yeah. afterward, but it's a hilarious performance because he's always running on a dock, just mm-hmm. missing Matthew McConaughey, going like Mr. Dill, Mr. Dill. Oh no, I missed you, Mr. Dill, Mr. Dill. Well, the first <laughs> oh, time no, he does I missed it, you he's, again. but he says he says something in the the first time he does it, he's like, oh yes, the time is increasing. Yes, he says it's a uh, twenty second discrepancy. <laughs> In the time. Yeah, it's like, yes, I know. It's probably a game or something. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's probably, it's like a game or, I don't know. It's That's where you reasonably intelligent viewer uh, caught on to the fact that this movie was all uh, bullshit. Yes. Um, well, no, because I've just, it's like, yeah, I've seen a movie before. If someone's acting weird and they seem like a robot, they probably are some kind of robot. Yeah. A robot. But yeah. uh, when he does finally catch up with him, you get a scene um where he explains the rules and explains Jeremy Strong. Uh, kind of the, the whole plot is sort of revealed through Jeremy Strong, our boy Jeremy. Jeremy Strong. <laughs> um, but he sits up very straight on that log. He really has perfect posture. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. Because he's the rules. He's got to have good posture. He's yeah. the concept of order. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is that is method acting. What a booklet of rules would sit like you know what he probably did was an animal exercise he Uh probably Mm -hmm. studied he was probably like i'm going to study the most upright straight animal or something and just act like that i bet Uh you that was his what animal do you think he's playing here (laughs) uh like with a meerkat they're pretty straight right yeah yeah yeah, they're a little twitchy i think yeah are they or maybe he studied like numbers. Maybe he literally looked at like columns and right angles and numbers and was like, I'm going to try to be a straight, I'm going to be try to be straight like a one. Oh, yeah. So he's playing <laughs> yeah. a one and a zero. So he has to sit up straight to be a one and then he has to hunch over to be a zero. Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. He's, he's programming. Yeah. But, but, yeah, but yeah, this is another moment to me where I'm like, I think Stephen Knight is not such a gamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I think he knows maybe. more about... Yeah, I think he's more in his comfort zone on Peaky Blinders, you know, writing about 1910 street toughs. Is that, is that, I haven't seen the the end of that show. Is Does it end with them being like, we're in a game? <laughs> yeah, that's his, that's his trademark as, as a writer. 
yeah. everything is a game at the end. It's like uh, Darren Aronofsky. Everyone dies in some sort of bright light at the end of his movie. Hey, kids, I've sorry. never um, peaked, peaked a Peaky Blinder. I don't know anything about. I do like the Dare. I'd like two Stephen Knight things very much. I like the movie Lock, mm-hmm. Tom Hardy Lock, yeah. Concrete, and I like the movie Allied, written by Stephen Knight. And so this man. Wait, this, is that the one where Brad Pitt is a? And uh, uh, Brad Pitt and um, Marion Cotillard. Yes, are, double agent. It's a question of is she a Nazi double agent yeah. or yeah. Nazi uh, spy? Uh, it's quite good and a very, very underrated movie. So I went into this movie. That was another thing. I went into this movie not going like, ooh, what a piece of shit. I went in going like, hey, this guy's interesting. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might mm-hmm. phone a friend uh, to see this film. <laughs> Wait, so he did all that and he was a producer on. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire yeah yeah he's one of he's one of many creators of it one of three creators of who wants to be a millionaire yeah crazy yeah no I, he's a he's clearly a talented guy i i think this movie you know it's it's very ambitious i've never seen anything like it <laughs> i don't know that it, i don't yes. know that it sticks, sticks the landing completely <laughs> but it's like it is a wild int- fascinating thing to make i'd rather watch a a big swing that's unlike anything else I've ever seen than, you know, something that's like aims lower and is just like fine. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely aims towards something other than just being body heat again. Yeah. yeah this is kind of, this is kind of my reaction to it and rewatching. I felt that this the, uh, again, which is that like, I think this is a movie that you could put on a on a like movie so bad they suck type podcast and and mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and you and, and you could do that. That's a, that and it, you would be fair mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I would what I would say is that I I remember this movie and remembered more about it than a lot of quote unquote better movies that came out four years ago. I don't remember mm-hmm. much about Green Book. I don't remember much about uh, if Beale Street could talk or something, you know, like like mm-hmm. these movies are tougher. I do remember Serenity. I do. I do remember Serenity. I have memories of it. And it's a little like we were talking yeah. about Don't Worry Darling is, is Don't Worry Darling bad? Yes. Yes. But yeah. is it maybe good? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like your brain can't accept the flaws and you're just, you spend like, the sort of the backup ram in your brain being like, yeah, but could this be fixed somehow? Maybe there's some movies that just feel like, okay, they've got some good parts to them. Maybe this could be fixed and that will extend your interest in them mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, it's like someone you know who you feel like just vaguely doesn't like you, but <sighs> is friendly. And then you know them for years and you're just like, I feel like you don't like me, but I have nothing to go on. I just feel like you don't like me. And I feel like those are the relationships that bother you in a way where someone actively not liking you or actively liking you do. And I think maybe movies like Don't Worry Darling or Serenity, they they fit into that brain space of like, I don't understand what's wrong, (laughs) but I want to make, I want to understand. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Much like this boy in the computer game, I just want to be able to switch some ones and zeros around. Yeah, and make it make make it work. Make just it, make it make work. It. Just make it. I want to switch just, the just, zero to a one that's uh, Stephen Knight not 
knowing modern video games. <laughs> yes, right. that, that would be that's the one change I would suggest. I do think that it yeah. also comes down to do you like watching the the content of the movie? And I would have to say that this is a movie where I did enjoy McConaughey's character. Yeah. And this the overall milieu of the movie and this kind of thing. Since watching this movie, I became very uh, interested in the movies of John Garfield. I've been watching John Garfield movies in the last couple of years. And this movie has a striking similarity to Postman Always Rings Twice. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one called The Breaking Point and another and a third movie called The Sea Wolf. That are all mm-hmm. these they're basically all stories about guys postman's not this way, but but like guys that are like a woman comes along and there's a problem and they gotta kill the husband or whatever and, and I'm like, this is a classic noir serenity is one hundred percent in the postman noir tradition. Not that? It's not a C. It's not a C picture. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, no. By the way, our show we've covered now Avatar, the Whale. We've covered Waterworld. <laughs> our, people might think this is some kind of maritime uh, uh, cinema program we have mm-hmm. going here. We do yeah. movies other than other than C movies. But, no, um, no, yeah. no. I really am only interested in boats, and so it seems sort of like people are suggesting these movies, but no. Yes. I uh, just want to be. I just want to be. Uh, wear boat shoes and striped shirts. And, yeah. Uh, Do you want you know. to be under the sea? Is the question. No, I'm not um, under the sea. Yeah. I want to be near the sea. I want there to be murder near the sea. You want to be under. You don't. You want to be near the sea, but part of this world. You want to be beyond the sea. You know what? I want legs and options. I do. I want legs and I want options, uh, and I can get those. Guys, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the part of the show where we ask this simple question. Would you parent like that? Whoa, a new uh, theme. Yes, and I re-record that later because that was too close to the mic. Um, so I have a question for you all. You can be a parent. You can not be a parent. doesn't matter. It's a theoretical. Um, so if you had a son mm-hmm. and um, you were inside a video game that he had designed... And you had just had sex with his mom. Would you then choose to talk to him immediately, uh, or would you just like, just sort of ignore that that's something your son saw? Hmm. Okay, so this is gonna. T- this takes a little bit of mental gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So I've think about ju- yes. like you're okay. in a situation where you're you're a fully capable character mm. in a game. You sort of know that. And mm-hmm. you're like, yes, I really wanted to have sex with your mom. That's yeah. fine. But then it almost in the same breath, be like, hey, I guess you can see me and hear me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Would you feel comfortable doing that? Or would you, you know, try to keep some distance between what your son can see and what has just occurred? I think because I, I think that maybe <laughs> my son made me have sex with his mom and was play, was clicking little buttons and, you know. Yes hitting the space bar to make me do it. So I think mm-hmm. if I knew that my son could hear me, I would be like, hey, wh- why did you why did you have me do that, son? Is everything okay? <laughs> Is everything okay? <laughs> I would uh-huh. I, I would tell him, uh-huh. I would say, hey, cut it out. Uh-huh. That's what I would yeah. say. It's yeah. just cut the shit. Oh, you would try to discipline him through through the through the internet i would be like stop make it stop creating all this intrigue like what's the real problem you uh-huh. know i'm a, i'm less delicate as a parent um uh-huh. so, so i would uh-huh. I, I, you know or, or if i were a parent um god forbid i ever were a parent 
Uh, so I, I well, would probably, I don't know. It's I'd important to get like, this like, stuff. Just cut that shit. <laughs> the I, no, this is this go is important. Yeah, this is important <laughs> questions for the for the future. So with with whoever you're having the child with, you can be like these these questions are cleared up. What religion are we going to raise them in? Not, but this this is cleared up. <laughs> um, so if you had a son and they had a stepdad, uh, would you encourage them to murder the stepdad? Or not? Am I the dead soldier dad or am I the alive abused mom? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. I guess either one because you you should be able in this game to play the mom. You should be able to do a run of it where you're playing the mom. Right. I guess I would say, yeah, because if you're the mom, it would, you know, free you from this abusive relationship. And then if you're the dad, you're dead. It's like low stakes. <laughs> Very like, I'm already done. Go nuts up there, son. <laughs> Good make, luck. Make, make computer me do whatever you need computer me to do to help you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think if I were if I were the mom, I would. Oh no! If, if I were the mom, I would try to just kill the guy myself. I wouldn't mm-hmm. put it on my son to to do, uh-huh. to do murder. And if yeah. I were the yeah. if I were the computer dad, it feels like if I was a digital dad. I would perhaps be like, I, I feel like I wouldn't have much power over the situation. I don't think I could kill. I think I would have to, I would have no choice but to help encourage him kill the father. See, um, I think if I was a digital dad, I would just like, I don't know, put some highly illegal, horrible information on his computer and get him arrested and removed. Mm-hmm. That seems like a like a digital dad move. Yes, yeah. espionage. <laughs> Yeah, put like state secrets or something, yeah. just something awful that would get him out of the house. Yeah. And one last question, everybody. If if you were uh, uh, designing your avatar in a game, mm. let's say, would you, if you were, wait, this goes the other the wrong direction. Would you, if you had a game in which your son was, des- if you were a son <laughs> designing your dad, <laughs> Would you give yourself a dick or not? Would you give I, this advice to your son when you grow up, when I am in your game? <laughs> would you ask them to give you a dick or not? There you go. That makes more sense. I, yeah, probably on my deathbed, I would be like, son, give me a dick <laughs> in the cyber world. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think what I would want, I think I would want my son to not design my dick after I passed away in a video game. I think I would. Okay. I think I, but I would also want him not to design my ass or not have me design me having sex. Okay. Okay. You'd want to. You'd want to. You know, a little bit of privacy on those. I I would not yeah. want my son to design my dick because his reference point would be like a like a little kid dick. <laughs> 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 or the whatever the little the other little kid dicks he's seeing in the locker or whatever locker room or whatever so you uh-huh. know, I, yeah so i i would i'd you know i'd, I'd say you can leave that blank yeah you know? i'll fill that in later yeah. just give me the code i'll i'll draw it on yeah i'll draw it on later i'll i'll uh stutz <laughs> i'll stutz it I'll <laughs> yeah i'll stutz my own dick thank you very much son <laughs> thank you and not on uh eight by i'll be on an eight by ten uh not by four by six um Yes. All right. That was. Uh, would you pair like that? Uh, it's a very stupid series of questions. But this is a. Thank this you. is an important. This is a movie that brings up important parenting questions. Yeah, they're relevant yeah. to everyone. 
Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yes. yes. It's a very Oedipal movie, very parent based. I think that <laughs> I think it's an interesting ethical question of the animating Matthew McConaughey once he's dead into having him be a video game character. It's kind of like those like those Star Wars actors that they'll bring back from the dead using yes yeah old, old old footage of them. Like I don't. I feel bad for the real this like poor veteran who died serving our country, and mm-hmm. then his son uses his likeness to just have him go on all these adventures without his permission and shows his at hasn't do nudity. It's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's not, he never, yeah, he didn't sign up for that to be part of this, uh, sex romp Island, a sex romp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess he didn't. I guess none of them did really. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, again, I'm more, I'm, I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm just impressed with this kid's writing abilities. The idea that he wrote like yeah. this kind of like, sultry uh, Diane Lane, uh, m- m- mistress type character who uh, her main job is to just kind of like look through slats. I feel like, like her main mm-hmm. job is to just peer through slats. Yeah. The idea that this like 10 year old, 12 year old kid could, could, could figure out what is kind of a great camp character. I'm just really, I, I want to see what this kid does next, honestly. I'm following this kid very closely, mm-hmm. let's just say, because I think yeah. that's a talent. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a developing talent. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he's just going to, he's going to get so much buzz from being a murderer, too. Yeah. It's going to help him. What, what would you do if you like went to see another movie and then you found out that it was a video game also programmed by the same boy? <laughs> yeah. If you're watching like, if you're watching Cocaine Bear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or just any oh, no, no, any movie at all. The fucking bear is on fucking cocaine. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would be like, yeah, this. Uh, I, I would be thrilled. I mean, honestly, it would be me and I think I would be the only one at this point that would be excited. <laughs> but I would love to see another. I would love to see another movie written by this boy. Uh, written by because this is like I was saying. Like I think that I just like. I mean, crazy twist aside, I saw this trailer. I remember seeing this trailer going like, Uh I'm there, you know, and all the trailer reveals is that it's a movie about a sweaty boat guy and his (laughs) ex-wife comes back and, and is, and she's, you know, she's hot to trot and she's like, let's kill my husband. And he's like, I don't want to kill your husband. And she's like, well, what if we fuck him? I'm like, now that's a movie I want to see. Like, I do want to see that movie. And I don't, and and what's so oddly disjointed about this movie is that it's, is that the reveal that that's written by a 12 year old is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm all for it. I'm I this is the this gets to the core of like what what kind of things do you actually like watching on screen? And I like watching that story. So I'm there. I'm there for that one. You know, you're uh, all here for 12 year old sweaty writing. Yeah, it's in much <laughs> the same way. Some people said about Don't Worry Darling, like like, I don't know. I think the the twist is stupid or blah, blah, blah. But I got I loved watching them in make those cocktails or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of mm-hmm. like the same thing I'm talking about here. It's the same. Yeah, I think impulse. people kind of yeah. said the same thing, too, about like how Don't Worry Darling was like, oh, I know I'm supposed to think this is bad, but it actually looks kind of amazing. Like, I'm just I just have to feed my husband and. Guys were like, ooh, I just have to have sex with my wife all the time and wear a tie. Like, none of this actually seems that bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you could be a boat guy. I could be well, a boat guy. I'm hunting down justice. Yeah. And that fish. Well, justice, justice is the name of the fish. Yeah. I think, it's oh, named after, right. I think he named it after David Justice, the uh, 
Yankee turned the Yankee turned Oakland A. Oh, who, yeah, could, no, that's the reference. Figures prominently in Moneyball. <laughs> Billy, Billy Bean saw potential in an aging David Justice. Oh, And now I yeah. see potential in this fish. Um, well, uh, I will give it my uh, mama panic attack assessment. Yes, what is the, what the oh, fuck yeah. is the mama panic attack assessment? Can you <laughs> mama panic attack is? assessment is uh, the MPA rating, which rates, you know, whether or not Matthew McConaughey can have a dick in this movie. And then uh, this rating is whether or not the movie will be uh, unsettling in a different way for you, potentially, if you are a parent or a new parent, especially. Um, and, and, and and by just to clarify again, this is not a moral judgment. This is not no, a, no, this no, is not no. Christian spotlight on the movies. This is no, not no, the no, Catholic no. League of a, of a morally offensive no, 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 no. ratings. This is this is and just it's not about, whether a kid can watch it either. It's not about whether or not a kid it. can watch it. I think everybody thinks this is about whether or not a kid can watch it. That's no, what the MPAA d- no, rating yeah. is. This is for this yeah. is for this is for parents and people who are who are in that position of fragility. Uh, related yeah. to parenting. Yeah. Well, you're, you're just not in the mood to watch yeah. a child get kidnapped <laughs> yes. or yeah. go through a serious illness or something yeah. or other. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie does involve child abuse. It does involve child children being convinced to uh, encourage to murder by games they created, uh, maybe by themselves. Um, uh, but it's so... <sighs> I hesitate to say it, but uh, it's so stupid uh, that it <laughs> didn't bother me at all. I give this a G. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It didn't bother you at all. No, it didn't bother me at all because it's so far removed from any reality in which any, like there's no emotional impact. The abuse is just like the way that we get to the place where murder is fine. It's not yeah. actually, a be- it's like, it's theoretical. It's very... Uh, uh, it doesn't seem attached to a human body. And we, we see so little of the real world. Like we're mostly in this video game. Like we're mostly yeah. sort of, sort of not in a thing that exists. Yeah. I mean, it's like you watch the white Lotus partially so you can see where they are and how pretty it is. And it's like, yeah, they're on a pretty Island. Fine. Gee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're too busy looking at palm trees to. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's fair enough. White Lotus should go to Plymouth Island next season. Yes. I know they really should. They really totally should. And then, and then Jennifer Coolidge can be back, and yeah. everyone will be like, "How is she back? Isn't she? Isn't she dead?" And then they'll be like, "What? Are we in a game?" Now wait a minute, White uh, Lotus spoiler. I don't. I haven't seen this show. It it's been out. It's been out for like a month. Yes, but everyone no. who wanted to watch it has watched it. I want to watch. It's not it. that many episodes. Yeah, it you really could watch all of them this weekend. This is like two uh, watching White Lotus is like watching the length of two serenities. I'm not made of time. <laughs> um this is but this gets to my to my basic prejudice though is that I will watch any movie as opposed to a highly acclaimed TV series. I would rather watch a bad movie than like a show that everyone tells me is the greatest show ever made. Uh and uh, that's uh, just my life. That's how I will go to the grave that way. Um, All right. Well, then don't get mad if I spoil TV shows. Okay, you're never but gonna still, watch. I heard it was. Per- I heard it was kind of good. I heard the show what? was kind Mike of White. good. Mike White's great. I liked it. <clears throat> What's better, White Lotus one or two? They're just different. I think two. two. I like mm. them both. I don't know. 
Yeah. We should just change the show to a, a to a White Lotus uh uh, discussion podcast. I feel like every show. I feel like. Oh come on! Don't get so <laughs> all in a hissy fit. We no, need I'm to not do in that. a hissy fit. I'm like, I'm like on this show. Like this show, we, we we're like, what what should we do? Should, what what should, we got to talk about a film? Mm, interesting. Mm, old, new. Huh? And then like all of this like thinking that goes into like shows that people are just like, I can can when I just hear a, a, a recap of um the of the show I just watched. Not even a funny recap. Can you just, I just want to hear a podcast that just tells me the things that happened on the television episode that I just watched. That's what people really want to listen to. That's basically what we do on this show. We are not actually. No, no, that everything. isn't what we do on the show. On this show, we pick movies, we pick bizarre movies that sometimes aren't even available for rent and then have like hyper analytical discussions about them. You know, where it's like sometimes hard to follow follow along unless you've like um, like seen the movie like an hour beforehand, you know. Yeah, I think if you wait two hours, this discussion won't make any sense if you just watch <laughs> like because I watched Serenity uh, two days ago and I'm already like, what? What happened? Which I really think we should get to our reviews because uh, yes. I don't I don't know that I can wait anymore it's just it's burning a hole in my pocket okay so we're going to rate this movie on a scale of something <laughs> specific to this movie Anne and i will go first uh in our rating but brad your rating will become the official rating for serenity oh, wow. 2019 mm -hmm. um yeah so whatever you say about serenity actually cancels out our ratings your rating cancels out our ratings your rating also cancels out every other thing that's ever been written or said about the film so okay, uh, wow. well really, in this case though i think that it might be the only thing that's ever been said about it so in this it's case, gonna yes. be you're gonna be the first google <laughs> exactly if you, if you were rating avatar you would you'd be canceling out a lot in this case you're, yeah. you're actually creating the the definitive opinion but maybe perhaps also the first well-known opinion on serenity mm -hmm. yeah. um, okay great Yes, and so so this is important. No pressure, but this is you. You do have kind of a big responsibility here, and to 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 create the reputation of Serenity uh, as it exists moving forward. What shall we rate Serenity twenty nineteen? Not to be confused with whatever the Nathan Fillion thing is. Probably that's probably like two thousand five or something. Um, what should we rate this film on a scale of muscular dead dad asses? Yeah. I think that's the only thing that, or the only other thing we could rate it off of is uh, um, uh, Jeremy Strong robots or whatever rule, rules rules guys. Uh, the rules. Um, I would say of of the strongest uh, uh, images in the film. Uh, yeah, let's go muscular dead dad asses. Um, good little good little <laughs> string of words too. Um, no. Dead dad mm -hmm. is a funny phrase. Um, this movie, when I was watching it, I almost immediately stopped paying attention <laughs> because I was like, oh, this is kind of like um, a body heat, but uh, Anne Hathaway seems to be playing sort of like a, um, a person playing a character playing a character. Mm -hmm. Like there are a lot of layers f away from a person that she seems to be playing. Like she's mostly playing her blonde hair as a character <laughs> and isn't seductive and McConaughey is just weird and uh, 
and the twist it feels like it sort of dribbles in as opposed to happens it's just like <laughs> it's kind of like something's weird it's this and then it's just you find out and it's like yeah i knew something was weird i don't know like um <laughs> but i'm not i wasn't like what is the weird thing it's like i don't know something uh so i'll give this uh i'll give this movie a one one dead dad ass i i'm not gonna watch it again you've got muscular dead dad ass i'm sorry one muscular dead dad ass because i did find the amount of nudity male nudity in this movie to be impressive so the whole star is for that <laughs> wait so yeah. this would be a zero if it not would for be the a muscular zero, dead dad I, ass wow. i was just like this movie is bad i just think it's bad i just I just think it's bad, but I do appreciate the act. I think the actors in it are interesting. They're just not interesting in, in this movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> one, one, that's a pretty low rating. One muscular yeah. dead dad ass. Okay. Um, I think that Serenity is a movie that has, it, it's a kind of movie that's made for critics to reject, for audiences to reject. I, I completely understand if you see Serenity and you're like, this movie sucks. Here's what I would say for it. McConaughey is in the movie and he's not mm -hmm. doing, yeah, 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 let's crack a beard, let's get, let's have a good time, whatever. He's doing, he's doing something kind of interesting. It's like kind of a downbeat performance. Anne Hathaway, who I norm, who I've gone back and forth on her over the years. I used to really not like Anne Hathaway. Now I think she's kind of interesting. I kind of think Anne Hathaway's interesting. Ocean's Eight. If you haven't seen Ocean's Eight, check that out because she's kind of like playing a, a shitty movie star, you know. And she's becoming kind of aware. Anne Hathaway's improving and getting interesting, I think, as an actor because she kind of understands the perception that people sort of don't like like her fully. I think. Oh, you think she's in improving as an AI? She's improving as an AI. She's learning much like <laughs> the dead dad AI. Okay. <laughs> how to act better. But I think that she's like, she has a kind of theatricality to her acting. And I'm not talking about like drag theatricality. I'm talking about just like, you know, a shade of like, she's a little bit more theater in her acting. And I think it works well for this because she's playing a, 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 a fake femme fatale, essentially. And you got Jason Clark, who's doing something very interesting, kind of kind of playing a, a, a heavy, you know, this is like a, this is what, you know, you'd see Sidney Greenstreet or somebody, Greenstreet, not Greenstreet, Bruce String Bean uh, play a part like this. So mm -hmm. uh, all of this added up together, I'm like, before the twist happens, I already like this movie. I'm going to like a sultry movie, especially made in 2019, um, a, like a sultry kind of sex movie set in this world and then when the twist comes along yeah it's a bad twist and it's stupid but at the same time i'm still talking about it and thinking about it four years later where i am not talking about you know uh whatever you know i don't know movie that fucking uh so and so made that year you know i'm not talking about the shape <laughs> of water you know four years later i'm talking about serenity and so mm -hmm. i'm going to go bold here the serenity is a three and a half muscular dead dad ass movie. It's all, it's an almost perfect motion picture. Wow. Yes. I'm speechless. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm speechless. That is a very different rating. Hey, you know what? We just some, we dole out our asses. Differently. We don't disagree. 
as much as we as and we do bicker a little bit on the show, but we don't really disagree this much usually on a movie. Yeah, and I understand that's why I'm that, here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's why I came we here have, to divide you. Yes, that's why we have someone who can tell us which one of us is right. That's all. No pressure. Oh, boy. All right. Well, <laughs> I think we, we go to see so many movies and you you know, you kind of know what you're getting. You go to a rom-com, you know, they're it's going to be they meet, they fight, then they get back together. You go to any sort of movie, you know where it's headed. This is a movie that I went in. I knew there was a weird thing about it. That's all I knew. And I got to go on a little confusing journey that I got slightly ahead of at times, was just lost trying to understand the logistics of at times. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was a big swing. I I don't know. I I like this is the kind of movie that like a big studio wouldn't make. This is the kind of movie that only uh, an alleged con man could get get the money for (laughs) to... I, I don't know. He can just let... I don't know if Stephen Knight brought this movie, even though he co-created who wants to be a millionaire with 15 other guys if he brought this to paramount or whatever they would be like hey so yeah we read the script to this we don't completely get the rules of this video game even though there's a character on screen called the rules it's still confusing and inconsistent he would have been shut down he would have he would have brought in some watered down some watered down thing but this is he just got to he got carte blanche and he got to, you know, that's real water in there. This isn't James Cameron, beautiful CGI water. Mm-hmm. It's on yeah. green screen. He got to yeah. really go to some weird island on Africa to make this insane movie with movie stars on a pretty big budget. I just, I like that it exists. I don't know. I don't know that it's like my favorite movie, but I think, uh, you know, I, I, li- I uh-huh. like the idea that a, that a guy got to make this. <laughs> go on. Like I, yes. <laughs> I, th- I think it's interesting. I don't. I don't. It's it's like a fascinating movie, and uh, like I'm never bored during it. I'm sometimes confused. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it three point seven five <laughs> muscular dead dad asses. Oh, wow! 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 Yeah! Wow! Wow! All right. I- I look at it as not even like a how enjoyable is it to watch. I'm just like, I'm glad someone got to go insane and make this movie about a child making it like a video <laughs> game about his dead dad having sex with his alive mom. It's beautiful. And, and then, the, yeah, and then the, guy, the, the guy in charge of the money got to, is in prison now. That's great. It's a larger story. Yeah, it feels like it's part of the story. It does. Do you think if Serenity had been a hit... That he would be in prison. That this man would be in prison. Oh, I think I think so. <laughs> Still, yeah, because I kind of, I kind of feel like success would have absolved him of the of his crimes, perhaps. But I don't know. I think I think they still would have found out he was taking money. Yeah, I mean, living I also, in a fourteen million dollar house is like a little a little foolish if you're trying to hide that you're stealing money. Yeah, I I just I don't think it can become a hit if he was stealing the money because it's like there was no TV advertising for it. They like didn't go on any talk shows. It was like a hidden little mm-hmm. hidden little thing. Yeah, and they um, but I feel like that's what drew attention. That's what drew attention to him. Like if they had, I just feel like if they had somehow if this had 
movie had somehow had a producer's style miraculous ending where suddenly it's a hit and everyone's seeing it. That man mm-hmm. would be yeah. walking free, saying, "Hey, we got, <laughs> we made the money," and then and then some, and people would go like, "Well, what about that forty million? And he'd be like, "Who cares?" You know, like it's uh, it's it's just a big <laughs> mm-hmm. pile of money. It's like I remember reading years ago about how Forrest Gump, when they did all the accounting of Forrest Gump, they found out that Forrest Gump was a was a, a financial loss for Paramount. Um, and you know, oh, because that of the legs, they had to do the digital <laughs> because of the, the digi- legs. those digital legs the cost legs. so it was much. The legs, but yeah, like yeah. that kind of fank hanky panky happens all the time, even on big studio movies, where it's just like, what happened to the three hundred million? Uh, yeah, it got lost. You know, and, but, <laughs> craft services. Yeah, but yeah. when it's a success, no one cares. You know. He's going, oh, yeah, but what, what if this was like a producer's kind of thing for him where he's like, oh, yes, if I do this, then they'll be like, well, I don't know. The money went into that uh, and it was a failure. So it, uh, that's where it went. I think that's what he was he's, doing, perhaps. He, he's like, I'm going to find the worst script I can find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then people mm-hmm. won't be like, where'd the advertising money go? No, people <laughs> just didn't go see it because it was bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because that I think that like that was I even read reviews that were like, yeah, a, a, the, the, whatever, if Iron or whoever pulled all the money out of the advertising campaign and they were right to do that. You know, it's like yes, that. It's were. like it's like that Batgirl yes. movie where it's like, I I don't know. People are online are like, they should release Batgirl or whatever. And it's like I saw like stills of Batgirl. and I'm like, I don't know. They probably shouldn't have because <laughs> it would have cost another one hundred and fifty million dollars to finish and to market. It's like it's totally a it is a this is a business. It is a studio's decision whether or not they want to like do that. But in the case of Serenity, yeah. I think they should have done it. They should have properly uh, advertised the movie just so that it, they could uh, hide their crime. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and I could have seen it earlier and forgotten it sooner. Exactly. Was- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, now that's brutal. That's cold, Jay. Uh, I like that. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just telling it like I see it. Okay. Uh, Brad Evans, uh, thank you so much for doing uh, uh, this show. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is a blast. <laughs> Uh, you so brought a, a real, real special <laughs> film, and it's a movie. Like again, it's a movie that I like and recommend. So I got no complaints <laughs> over here. Yeah. Uh, if people uh, want to check you out, uh, I, I know, I know that they, they know the big, the big things that you're involved in here. But wh- where can they find you online, and how can they follow you and your latest, uh, the latest live shows you're doing, uh, the latest uh, videos you're putting up? How, how do they follow you? Yeah, you can just follow me uh, on Twitter at Bradford Evans or on Instagram at Brad Evans Picture Boy. Um, and then a bunch of me and Nick's videos are on our website, nickandbrad.com. Oh, nice. Wow, it. you got nickandbrad.com? We, we looked it up and bradandnick.com is like, a, it's like a wedding registry oh, for, yeah. for somebody. But we've always been Nick and Brad, but there it is like two people getting married have the flip of our names like the other. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> So you keep getting toasters and duvets. Yeah, awkward. People, yes. it's just all our, all our comedy videos from 2019. But I'm like, we're not getting married. I'm gay. Nick's straight. We can't get married to be illegal. Well, that's a that's a comedy plot yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. From uh, from like 2004. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's like a Chuck and Larry era uh, mm-hmm. comedy. Yes. The other movie I almost picked was Boat Trip. And I chose this oh. instead. So, and at least you have the, that to thank. I didn't choose boat trip. Yeah, I feel like I heard some another maritime talking picture. About it. 
that it was yeah. like it was like an an insanely homophobic and depressing movie, even though it's supposed to be a comedy. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Yeah, this I'm fascinated by this thing that like uh, there was this comedy writer duo. They were on like Golden Girls and they wrote Kingpin. And then they broke uh-huh. up in the late the late nineties, and one of them wrote Boat Trip, and the other one wrote I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh but but these <laughs> oh these guys were like God. a comedy duo for like twenty years, like like me and Nick or whatever. But it's like if they broke up and they each wanted to make a movie about straight guys pretending to be gay, but one was like, uh-huh. no, it has to take place at, on land, and the other one's <laughs> yeah. like, it has to take place at sea. That's probably why they broke up. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. God, that's so. So that that association produced two uh, stellar films. Yeah. Two. Um, uh, yeah, we're not uh, watching that one again. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. seen Chuck and Larry. I have not seen Boat Trip, so I, I'll I'll watch Boat Trip eventually. Chuck, Chuck and Larry is better than Boat Trip. I would mm-hmm. say. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. This is good to know. This is good intel. This yeah. is, well, um, but I don't know how much I believe you now. <laughs> um, oh, after this, oh, you, you, doubt, you doubt my, you doubt my taste. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much I trust either one of you. You know what? My trust is broken. My trust is broken. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I do, I do highly recommend something you can trust is do go to Nick and Brad. Check out those videos. It's it's terrific. You will see these guys. You'll see terrific performance. Uh, uh, you guys have a uh, Carl Tart, uh, Drew Tarver. These kinds of people. Uh, uh, some of the funniest stuff stuff I've ever seen them do is in, is in your videos. Uh, uh, incredible stuff by Nick and Brad. I endorse oh, it. I, I very, very much. Yes, very uh, funny. Uh, yeah, very, very funny stuff. Uh, and thank you again so much for being uh, for being on here and discussing uh, three and a half uh, or two, perhaps 3.75 uh, uh, perfect film, <laughs> near perfect film, Serenity 2019. Okay. Check right. it out. Yes. Uh, well, that's wanna, what he said. So that's the truth. If you want to follow. Yes, th- exactly. <laughs> uh, if you would like to uh, help this show for the love of Lord Please, for the love of God, <laughs> give this show a fucking star on um, iTunes or write a review. It doesn't have One to be. One star? That's bad. A, okay. <laughs> uh, five, whatever. Give it anything. Five to one to five. Three mm-hmm. three point seven five. Give it something on iTunes and write a review. It doesn't have to be like some kind of um, Serenity style masterpiece just mm-hmm. it can be, just be like good, good show nice job whatever because apparently this is what you need to do to have anybody listen to your your show uh so so if you're out there and you're listening uh uh, uh do that and uh, and follow the uh mama needs a movie uh pod on instagram mama pod mm-hmm. on twitter and uh get out there and sit on your couch and watch a movie when you're feeling stressed out. That's the <laughs> point of this movie. Watch a whole bunch of movies. Watch a whole, listen to a whole bunch of episodes. Yes. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time on Plymouth Island. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>